Well, welcome to the FBC Global Church Podcast. I'm one of the Global Missions Pastors, Scott McManigle, and I have the privilege of being out here in South Dakota with uh, Mike Thomas. Um, we're on the Lower Brule uh, Reservation, which is for the Lakota Sioux people. And uh, I'm here with a couple of good friends, Gary Hawkins and Christian Little. Gary, we're together again. You've been on a, you've been on a couple of our podcasts. Yeah. And so it's Gary that has put us in contact with Chris and uh, and which in our um, uh, pastors conference that we had back in April in Oklahoma, which we've made mention of on a couple other uh, podcasts. Chris attended that conference, and that's where we first came in contact with 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 each other. And so now we've come out here to visit Chris and visit this location and, and just see what's going on here and what the needs are. And, and so Gary, how did, you, how did you first come in, in contact with Chris? I think it's about two years ago I was out here doing a revival uh, with Assistant Sioux people. And uh, Chris came to the revival and uh, he dr- had drove probably four hours get there it was about four hours and uh, when I got to know him uh, one of the things that really stuck with me was the fact he was so hungry for Christian fellowship and to hear mm. you know the, to be around some native believers from other areas and that was uh, and I just kind of kept communication with him and a little bit throughout the years yeah so Chris <clears throat> How long have you been here? You're not you're not Lakota Sioux. Where are you originally from, and how did you get here? Um, my mom was a Cherokee, and uh, is, and uh, my dad's Seminole. So uh, I don't identify with one in particular. I, I embrace them both. So uh, regardless what a uh, paper says, <laughs> I'm half Cherokee, half Seminole. Right, right. And uh, of course, this is Lak- Lakota. Uh, Sue, um, and uh, been here a little over six years, so it's been it's been a wonderful wonderful time here. Um, Tell us a little bit about your background. And did you grow up in a Christian family? How I, did you? How did God bring you to this point? I, I did. I, I grew up. Uh, my my grandfather uh, on my mom's side was a Baptist preacher. And my grandfather on my my dad's side was a Methodist preacher, and uh, I I grew up in church and, and knew the word. But uh, at the age of ten, uh, I believe almost eleven years old, um, we moved from our security of home into a world uh, that I didn't know or was unfamiliar with, and uh, I quickly. Uh, dealt with a lot of world issues that that I became angry and and actually I I ran from God my my entire teenage years and uh, it was my sin separated me so far uh, that I didn't think that there was a return but uh, I am a a sinner saved by grace Uh, so it, it was a wonderful wonderful journey wonderful opportunity I'm so glad that I answered the call. I'm so glad for His grace and mercy uh, that uh, I'm allowed to be here. So, so what? Uh, 
how did how did God work in your life to bring you to where you wanted to move from where you lived in Oklahoma up here to uh, South Dakota to work with a people that isn't your people they have a different culture uh, as you've shared with us while we've been here they're uh, very opposed to Christianity it's a very very difficult place to work uh, what how, how did God bring you to that place where you desired to move up here and, and work well he uh, he told me you know let's talk about this you know where where you're at now in your life where you once was when when we we, we once knew each other you know as a kid uh, I loved uh, I understood family I understood uh, what it meant to uh, uh, give my shirt off my back uh, and I and I knew him as a child, uh, but as I, I went to the world, I, be, I became really selfish, really prideful, and it was all about me. Um, but uh, when 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 he called me, it was hard for me to take it. When he said, "Let's let's talk about this," uh, I didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, but as I as he pursued me, the more and more I I was like, okay, let's talk then. Mm. Uh, and <laughs> I actually told him uh, in, in a fit of anger, if you are who you say you are, prove it to me. Huh. And uh, <laughs> that, that one, that one, <laughs> that one didn't work out for me uh, because he proved it. Huh. He, he proved that he was who he says he is. Huh. And uh, more, more importantly, what changed? Um, I, I once asked uh, uh, a friend, "What changed you? Hmm. You know, was it was it the love or the fear?" Huh. And uh, we we have to admit it's the love. Amen. It's Amen. the love uh, that melted me, that broke me, that huh. that made me realize I'm in the wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and of course confession because you know when you're prideful, you're not going to admit that you're yeah. sin. You know, you're living in sin that, that you've been separated by God. So what kind of things was God orchestrating and doing to reveal to you His love? Oh man, we had some long talks. Uh, I, I was reading uh, the Word of God and it, and it was speaking to me and uh, uh, the revelation that, that He was putting it in, into my heart. Uh, I had no choice. Mm. I had no choice but to uh, uh, share the Gospel mm. because, uh, well, he saved a wretch like me, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and I don't like bringing up my past, you know, but I know it's necessary. Yeah. I know that my testimony is necessary for someone else. Amen. Um, but to me, it's shameful. Yeah. To, to me, um, I don't deserve uh, anything. Amen. Uh, so I relate to everything that he told me in the Word of God. I relate to that, uh, that man that, that, that couldn't lift his head up. But I also relate to that man that was uh, pumping his chest hmm. and saying, you know, look at this guy, yeah. because I was once that guy. Right, right, right. But, uh, man, it, it, when, when, when he revealed to me that, that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, yeah. when he revealed to me that uh, many are, are called, but few are chosen, hmm. when he revealed to me that uh, <clears throat> if you deny me, in front of men, I'll deny you. In front of my father, hmm. those are the things that that that, that really uh, made me uh, want to hmm. 
leave that life behind. Oh. And I didn't, I didn't just want to leave that sinful life behind. Yeah. I wanted to leave that prideful life behind. Uh, I wanted to leave that um, me attitude behind. Hmm. And, uh, well, when, when he tells me that my, my life is no longer mine, hmm. uh, I, I, was, I was sold. I was done, yeah. you know, realizing that he bought me at a price. It's not about me. Amen. And uh, as far as the Lakota people, I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, I was ignorant. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I was only uh, knowledgeable about my people. Mm-hmm. A little bit about the Navajo, mm-hmm. which who I got to work with as well. Okay. Um, coming here, uh, I, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So it's been a learning experience the, yeah. the whole way through. Yeah. Now you shared with us yesterday that. Uh, when God first laid on your heart that He wanted you to become a missionary, you got you were super excited and thought, "All right, I'm going to Africa. I can't wait to go to Africa." <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that and how God, you know, led you led you to led you here. Well, uh, actually, um, I was nine years old, and we went to a conference. I can't remember where the conference was, but I remember uh, the the venue was about 3,500 people, huh. and uh, there was a missionary there from Kenya, hmm. big, big, tall Kenyan, mm-hmm. and he was talking, and and, and it was amazing. And uh, I was with my mother, and uh, we were sitting down. It was over, and we was leaving, and uh, he was at the at at the front on the stage, and we was towards the back mm-hmm. so we had a we had a free shot out the door and, and uh, I don't know how he did it but through all them people he ran all the way and beat us huh. to the back door uh-huh. and of course I was young and he was prophesying on my life huh. and uh, I actually got angry uh-huh. because I was like you don't know yeah you don't know me hmm. how can you you know Right. Whatever. Right, right, right. But he was saying I was going to do great things and I was going to be a missionary. Huh. And uh, that, I, I, I put that out of my, out of my thought and mm-hmm. thinking and, and went through life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when the Lord called me, that, that moment came back. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, you know, you're going to be a missionary. And he said, uh, you know, of course, I was thinking about Kenya. Yeah. I was thinking about... Uh, my friends from Slovakia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking about other opportunities to go overseas. Mm-hmm. Again, in my ignorance, yeah. <laughs> we we are bringing the gospel that way. Right. And in, 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 in turn, I find out that that's how the gospel got here. Right. 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 <laughs> uh, so, I have friends in in South America, and uh, all of my missionary friends are overseas. Right. So I had no idea. You know about missions in in North America, mm-hmm. and he said you're going to your people. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know he's faithful, yeah. and he took me back to my people, the yeah. Cherokee, uh-huh. and then he allowed me to work with the Navajo. Yeah, and then this opportunity arose. Yeah, so uh, you know many people ask me how long are you going to be here? Yeah, you know, and I and I and I tell them I don't know. Because I'm going uh, wherever he, he leads me. Yeah. Wherever he asks me to go, I'm going to go. Yeah. Uh, e- even um, 
I, I married uh, a Lakota woman, mm -hmm. and uh, before we even started dating, mm -hmm. I told her, listen, this is who I am, mm -hmm. and this is where I'm going, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, she understands uh. that this isn't my home. Yeah. It is right now, Right. but when the Lord calls, <clears throat> right. I got to go. Yeah. So you moved here six years ago, um, and what was... Like, what was the initial response like? Um, you're from Oklahoma, you're half Cherokee, half Seminole. What was the response, the reception of you moving into this culture like? And how have things progressed and where are things at today? I, I can't say that I was, uh, you know, warm, warm welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when they found out we was Cherokee and from Oklahoma, uh -huh. uh, there was a there's a, a bit of a distance, mm, yeah. and a lot of the remarks was, uh, "Oh, you're one of those." What does that mean? Uh, one of those? No, I had to ask. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said, what, "What does that mean?" Uh -huh. You know, uh, or you know, are you mad at me? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, oh, it's just a, a little joke, you know. Uh, uh, you 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 know. You probably only need a little bit of Cherokee to be in that tribe. Civilized. Civilized. You probably uh -huh. uh, um, probably work for the government. <laughs> uh, uh, kind of viewed as a sellout. Sellout. Not 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 Among really. Native Americans. Know, not not yeah. serious. Yeah. You know. Uh, oh, you know. Never mind. I don't want to talk to you no more. Yeah. Uh, type of attitude. Um, which was, you know, fine because I, I kind of expected that anyway, okay. uh, being a Christian. Uh huh. Um, <clears throat> but my dad's uh, Seminole, uh huh. So I think my kids are the ones that went around telling people, "No, we're Seminole." Uh huh. And next thing you know, I'm getting handshakes, and <laughs> you know, hey, I didn't know you were Seminole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I I think you know, and I I, I can't speak for whoever was saying that yeah but uh with the cherokee it was you're a sellout but with the seminole it was you're a warrior uh you fought i see you know we fought yeah so they uh, never have uh, signed a treaty with the united states government never surrendered okay so that made you more respectable i think so yeah um, so what's what's ministry here been like over the last six years I would have to say fruitful, <laughs> uh, trying, mm -hmm. um, definitely rewarding, but not in a worldly sense. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, growth in myself, mm -hmm. uh, as well as truth being exposed. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 I don't know any other way to put it. Uh, I wouldn't be able to sell it, you know. I wouldn't be able to say, "Hey, man, this is fun. Come, come," because many people will uh, yeah. take a le less than a, you know, six months. Yeah. And want to find a defeat or discouragement. Um, I'm grateful. Uh, I don't have any other. Uh, way to describe it. Um, so do you find your 
you find yourself, have you, has your family been able to make inroads into families and begin building rapport and relationship? And, and if so, how have you, how have you gone about that? How have you done that? When, when called to missions, I was young still, uh -huh. and uh, I tried to delegate uh, to God how I was going to work for Him. Yeah. And uh, I actually said, uh, you know, when my kids get to college, I'll follow you wherever. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll go anywhere. Mm. Uh, I'll leave everything. Mm. And uh, it was probably less than two months that he said, you're going mm. <laughs> with your kids. Yeah. And uh, they've been a vital part of this ministry huh. because uh, they met everyone. Huh. They brought mm. all these families. Huh. And to this day, uh, they have uh, more respect <laughs> uh, in this place than, than, than I do. Wow. Um, so it's been, it's, it's been, and it's been a roller coaster. But as far as uh, relationship, I can say that we know uh, each and every family here, hmm. and uh, and they know us. Yeah, uh, that's great. They, they they know the doors open, and they do use it. Mm -hmm. um, they they do show up mm -hmm. in their time of need, and um, I just rely on on what what God wants, um, and I allow Him to use me because um, oftentimes. Uh, when what comes out of my mouth, uh, I'm not prepared for, mm. and, and I love it because oftentimes I'm outside of my body listening, mm. <laughs> like wow, mm. <laughs> that came out of me. <laughs> so that, that's very amazing, you know what what's been what's been taking place here. Yeah, you uh, shared with us yesterday that there's a lot of things that you're involved with in terms of just um, helping the tribe. You've um, you're. Uh, you work in construction uh, business, so you've you've renovated buildings for the for the tribe on the reservation. Um, what are some of the other things that you're involved with, just to build relationship with with the tribe in general? I've been asked to be on a, a coalition group, uh, which helps us come together with different programs and um, be able to work with one another. Um, so. So the program, it doesn't ha feel like it's alone hmm. uh, or has to do things by, by themselves. Uh -huh. um, you know, we may have uh, something to provide over here. Uh, they may have uh, uh, something that they can give to, to whatever uh, issue that, that we're dealing with. So uh, they asked me to come in to, to be kind of like the uh, middleman hmm. and, and, and be able to talk to these guys uh, about coming together and Huh. And uh, being a part of whatever, whatever it may be, an awareness walk or uh, uh, bike repair or uh, health and wellness. Huh. Um, so that that's been great for us. Uh, I'm a part of a, a suicide uh, team. Uh -huh. uh, we don't uh, just bring awareness to mm -hmm. the situation. Um, we are comprised of uh, counselors, uh, pastors. Um, those that, that have a heart for uh, people, uh -huh. um, so we get to help uh, where we can there. And you said it's not just about counseling. No, it's not just about counseling. Uh, uh, we are actually first responders. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've we've uh, jumped on 
four wheelers and side by sides and, and went to the, the, the hills looking mm -hmm. for um, those individuals. Um, How big of a problem is suicide here? From suicide, uh, I've always, you know, I've dealt with suicide all before coming here. But it was like one or two in my lifetime. Right. And I've heard about uh, stories on reservations about hopelessness and suicide, but uh, I had no idea. Hmm. And uh, I thought they were kind of exaggerating the numbers mm -hmm. uh, until uh, I came here. Hmm. And uh, there's even uh, suicide packs. So we're not dealing with one suicide in a day. Um, they're they're dealing with five you know or more um, I heard of a story on another reservation where there was 15 Wow um, uh, it's actually a uh, a forest hmm. where uh, they were all uh, nobody wants to go there you yeah. know because of it uh, just because of no hope hopelessness. No, no hope uh, hopelessness in uh, not not just based in poverty. Yeah. Um, I'm finding that um, lots of trauma, lots of un unhealed uh, resolve. Hmm. Um, there, there, there's been not just sexual abuse, mental abuse, hmm. physical abuse hmm. uh, that are are never treated, hmm. are, are never. Uh, looked into, mm. uh, oftentimes uh, disregarded. Mm. So uh, an individual has to deal with that yeah. uh, alone mm. uh, a lot here. Yeah. Uh, even though there's family, mm. you know, uh, there's there's secrecy. Yeah. And and protection. Mm. And yeah. that's I think that's where a lot of it draws. Yeah. You also told us about the uh, equine program. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about that because that's uh, it's really really interesting. I've never heard of uh, that kind of program before and the impact that it's having with kids. We we try wherever we can to help the situation. Yeah. And uh, here in what they call God's country. Uh, the Lakota are very cultural. Hmm. Uh, instead of bringing in speakers hmm. all the time, yeah. you know, we, we, we started as a coalition. Uh -huh. How can we help? Yeah. Well, uh, the Lakota people are a horse nation. Hmm. And uh, I love horses. Hmm. And as well as, you know, many of the people, ranchers, you know, the state of South Dakota, you yeah. know, are, are horse country. Uh, yeah. horse people so uh, we said hey you know there's there's this there's this tribe uh, a neighboring tribe that has this this equine program huh. uh, it's actually uh, equine counseling okay uh, but uh, we don't say counseling yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, we we had this great idea let's 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 produce that here hmm. and uh, it's not a writing program yeah so there was many people wanted to take over this mm. this this thought but uh it's all groundwork mm -hmm. and it's all we we have to have a certified counselor on board okay um and i'm actually just a horse uh, 
horse care. Uh huh. So uh, horse handler uh -huh. is what they have me as. Right, right, right. Um, so we bring these kids in, and we bring these horses in, and and the kids all have a story to tell. Mm. These kids all have their own spirit. These horses have their own spirit. These horses have their own story to tell. So when we combine these, we actually do a a spirit connection. Mm. And what it is is uh, we'll bring an individual into the uh, round pen and run horses, mm -hmm. you know, between five and twenty. Wow! At one time, huh. whatever we have at the moment, yeah. and uh, let all these emotions mix in together, hmm. and uh, the individual has to be brave to stand there hmm. because some of these horses are are coming awfully close. Yeah, we don't put the the individual in danger yeah um, and when it's said and done and we quit running them uh -huh. this horse that's connected to this individual hmm. and, and it hasn't failed us yet I'm not yeah. saying it won't but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll come and, and meet the person face to face hmm. and they always have the same connection hmm. so somehow some way the, the horse and the kid have a bit of the same type of background or the same, same types same of type things of that have happened in, the back same type in their of background. Yeah. Huh. And they can relate. Yeah. And once the kid uh, or individual realizes, you know, yeah. wow, you know, I'm not alone. Yeah. Uh, but this is just one lesson. We have yeah. 11 lessons yeah. and, and we, we go through many, many yeah. Uh, well, there's an obstacle course, uh -huh. um, so they deal with a, a, a lot of the pressures of life, right. and they overcome a lot of pressures of life. So and so, all this is designed to help the kid just open his shell and just share. You know, if, if we come at them um, in a religious way, yeah they're going to stay in their shell right. they're going to be hi uh, hiding right they're going to be shy because that's how we are as native people we're, we're shy right if i don't know you i'll probably stand behind gary right and talk right. to you right uh, but uh which is which is why we get gary on these podcasts and he never says anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah right, right. <laughs> he's the middle man uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's right but yeah, it, it, what, what it does is, is bring out uh, confidence, yeah. uh, recognition, and truth be told, uh, confession. Wow. And uh, hmm. it's that confession that sets them free, yeah. uh, which is great for me, yeah. because right. then I can come along and say, hey, you know, yeah. uh, you know God is a, is a healing God. Amen. You know, this, this didn't come, you know, from any other way. Yeah. God created this animal. Mm. And uh, he created us. Yeah. And and I I, I let, that opens this door yeah. to say, you know what, you have a spirit. Yeah. You know what, this horse has a spirit. Mm. Guess what, I have a spirit. Mm. Guess what, God has a spirit. Mm. And it's God's spirit <laughs> yeah. that we need to connect with. Right. You see, as a horse nation, uh, they recognize. See, if if you didn't know, they often ride bareback uh-huh well the reason that they don't like to use saddles mm -hmm. is because there's a barrier that's a barrier uh -huh. if, if they're riding bareback there's a connection huh and uh, they become very interesting one yeah yeah so uh 
Wow. That that's where that's yeah. where this this is very effective uh, for us. Yeah. Uh, and, and then in in turn, there's your culture. Yeah. In turn, now let's 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 identify that with with, yeah. with God. Yeah. And, Use and, it to draw them to God and, a, and a, allow them to see Christ and His power hmm. uh, in and through not only my life but available to them as well. Yeah. So. Amen pretty pretty interesting it is yeah uh, yeah I'd love to see it in action at some point oh oh I mean the, the different lessons yeah uh, it is amazing and uh, we even allow them to groom huh. they also have to catch their horse huh. they also have to every evening um, they have to let their horse go huh. they also have to tell that horse by themselves away from everybody their deepest darkest secret huh yeah right that gives them yeah uh, allows them yeah not that the horse not that the horse can do anything about it but that it causes them to at least voice it yep yep and, 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 awesome. and the horse can't tell nobody right right yeah right <laughs> so yeah. uh it, it, it works yeah unless it's Balaam's donkey <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah so Chris what would be in closing what would be um, some of the main prayer requests that you would really appreciate uh, our listeners to be uh, praying about for you all here. Truth, truth revealed. Hmm. Um, I, my wife, she she made us some shirts for uh, our church. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Hilltop Baptist Church on the front, Lower Rural, South Dakota. But on the back, and I'm sure you've heard and seen of it, uh, but the church has left the building. Uh, and uh, that's where we are. Uh, and that's who we are. Amen. Uh, we don't confine ourselves to the church on the hill. Yeah. Now, everybody knows the church on the hill. Yeah. Uh, and we want to be that light. We want to be that beacon. Yeah. Um, but I want uh, a, n- a new creation. Hmm. I want... Uh, this hopelessness to be lifted. Amen. I want this uh, spiritual warfare <clears throat> to be overcome, <clears throat> be, because uh, there needs to be recognition that there's power in, in the name of Christ, and we don't have to stay in this bondage. Uh, uh, this oppression uh, is unnecessary. Amen. And we don't have to live in this cycle. Yeah. And there's been uh, prophecies on both sides. Yeah. From those that oppose Christianity and are traditionalists, mm. and my brothers and sisters in Christ, yeah. having the same vision of this place, yeah. water rising, uh, pipes coming out of these hills mm. with water flowing, mm-hmm. and and many many have uh, said, well, you know, we're going to be destroyed yeah. by water. Huh. Uh, I don't believe that. Right. I, I believe that it's the the fountain of living water. Uh-huh. Amen. Uh huh. Amen. Going to come to 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 set us free. Yeah. And that we can live in it. Yeah. And uh, uh, hold true to to what God has in store for us. Huh. As far as prayer requests go, um, the will of God. Hmm. Um, guidance, of course. Yeah. You know and. Uh, uh, being being content with what he has in store for us, uh, that these churches we have seven churches here. Unfortunately, uh, there, there's there, there's still a separation. Yeah. 
at one time uh, we all met all seven churches met at the overlook uh -huh. to pray for this place huh. but once that glue left yeah who was uh, my Slovakian missionary friend yeah so did the meeting huh. and uh, it's become uh, a division huh. and it we all know as, as Christians, we can't do that. Right. God calls us into unity. Right. Uh, and and, and a, a house divided cannot stand. Right. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I pray for many things. Yeah, right. Uh, we, we, we like, I wouldn't say that more workers are necessary, mm -hmm. but it uh, it's the hearts of people yeah. uh, that need to change. Yeah, amen. And, uh, well, yeah. probably more people with a heart that is uh, aware of the worldview of these people and understanding the cultural and the, the spiritual differences. I mean, to me, people have come here with a hidden agenda, and a, their agenda doesn't right. doesn't work with with our people here. Yeah. Amen. Well, as Mike and I have been talking over the last couple of days. I, one of the things that we're just really, really impressed with is just, um, you know, you haven't had any real formal missionary training or seminary training, but you're just about the people. Uh, you're just here with your family. God led you here. You, you know, know without a doubt, God led you here and placed you here. And you're just, you know, on grassroots level, getting your hands dirty, involved in their lives. And whatever it takes to build relationship, that's what you're doing to win them to Christ. And I, I just, we, we applaud, you know, God and for the work that He's done in and through you, and 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 the way that He's continuing to lead and guide. And we will, we will definitely be holding you all up in prayer in the days and weeks and months to come. And, uh, really hoping you and your family can join us for our conference coming up in October. Uh, it would just, it would be a privilege to have you all there to introduce to our body and have the body you know be able to meet you you know in person so Gary would you mind closing us in prayer and praying for Chris and his family and God's will to be done here amen <clears throat> father God thank you for being our creator and father for being the one who gives us life and father thank you for truth father as my brother has spoken of truth you, the Lord Jesus said that He is the way, He is the truth. And Father God, what this tribe as well as all the people of the world need is the truth of Jesus. And I bless, I pray you'll bless my brother in that way, Father, for there's so many people that are dying and from discouragement and depression and so much hopelessness and, and a sense of helplessness. And certainly we all are at that point where we can't do anything of in and of ourselves but through the Lord Jesus Christ there's nothing impossible father thank you for my brother being here and for his family I pray specifically for each member of his family that you'll protect them and I pray for the guidance of the Holy Spirit upon my brother as he leads not only the work but Father God as he deals with people who are at sometimes suicidal and some and I pray Father for unity among the brethren Father I know personally of how much um, how important it is to have relationships of Christian value 
And Father God, you're a very relational God. You sent your Son to the earth, and when he went back to heaven, he sent the, his, the Holy Spirit. And Father God, the Holy Spirit has sent my brother here. And I pray, Father God, as he's on this mission, Father, Lord, that he indeed would be empowered through your Holy Spirit, Father God, to overcome the barriers and the obstacles, Father God, the, the times of feeling helpless himself, Father, feeling uh, out here as it, almost like on an island, away from so many Christian brethren that he has, even his family and friends in Oklahoma and Arkansas. But Lord God, we pray you'll build a bigger family here, Lord, in this lower rural area. And Father, that this reservation could be something that something uh, that you could use lord on pine ridge or rosebud or eagle Butte, father oklahoma or even other parts of the world father we know you're a very great god and father god there's nothing too hard for you thank you lord Mado jesus in jesus name we pray amen